Blitz coming up the middle, picked up by Sargent. That gives Stanley time to find Fant in the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa, as he beat the linebacker. And 28 yards later, he's in. Great one-on-one. Watch him beat him. This is why the scouts in the next level really like his ability. Watch how he tracks the ball, pulls it in, shows he makes the catch. This is a tough assignment by Ball covering him one-on-one. But this is good by Stanley. Just getting the ball up. He's thrown the ball very well today. Excellent block by the running. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode five. Yes, episode five already of Prospect Profile. Um, my name is Lawrence. Once again, we are going to be covering two prospects again this week. Um, one offensive and one defensive, as per usual. Gonna uh, do a couple different... Uh, one position I haven't covered yet, and a position you've already covered, uh, which is corner. But um, the off, on the offensive side, I haven't covered any of the tight ends in this class yet. And uh, I definitely wanted to highlight, you know, at least one tight end. I mean, because tight ends, you know, are there are matchup problems at the next level uh, for sure. If you get the right type, if the right, the right ones, and if if not that, there are good blockers that help the run game, help pass protection, and uh, are always important to the game, even if they don't put up as many of the gaudy numbers as the other skill players do. Uh, so anyway. Um, with that, the guy I'm going to cover uh, in the tight ends department is uh, Noah Fant, um, Iowa's uh, a tight end, and he who has been getting very much hype, and for good reason. Uh, he's 6'5", 241 pounds, which is just a um, <laughs> that's just that's a load to tackle right there, and a load to try to um, try to guard as a any type of defensive player. Because basically, like he, he's he's quick too, with that size. So no offense, a problem for a linebacker that maybe not be able to match him speed for speed. He's a problem for corners that are too small to to um defend him. It's a it's a conundrum trying to stop Noah Fant. Um, expounding on that, yeah, he's a matchup nightmare. His leaping ability, and that's what I haven't mentioned yet. His leaving ability is insane. I mean, I, I think I'm pretty sure he had to have played basketball at some point um, with his size. Um, he could jump 42 and a half inches. It's been reported that he has a 42 and a half inch vertical. Obviously, we're going to get to see that on display and we'll get like another official number at the combine. But it's been said that he's tested at 42 and a half inch vertical in like um, for some, some sort of camp. He did. That is insane. <laughs> that's 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 like a lot of NBA players vertical, and the fact that he has that in football, that's just that's frightening for anybody to guard. That is basically you can throw it up in his direction, and he can jump over a guy and just just grab it and snatch it out. And he's already six five as it is, so. A lot of guys that are just not that aren't that size and they don't have that leaping ability, they're just gonna get torched by him, trying to cover him. The only way you really, I think, you can stop him at that point is just trying to be physical with him at the line and prevent him from getting to the ball position. Once he's at the ball, it's it's like forget about it. Trying to guard him, 
it's it's like almost like <laughs> useless. Um, he's he runs like a receiver, like I said with the speed. He he runs like a receiver, and it, which is just uh, it's just everything about this guy is just that he's a matchup nightmare. He's like a Travis Kelsey, you know. He's like it's it's like how do you how do you stop that? Um, his he's also he can catch well too. He's not like a he doesn't have a case of stone hands from what I've seen. He pretty much anything that's thrown his way, he has a hell of a catch radius, and he pretty much comes down with anything. It's like I said, especially you know, con- like high pointing balls is easy for him <laughs> as because of his size, his leaping, his jumping. I mean, it's uh. That's easy for him, but and I even see him make catches to his sides. He's able to turn his body well, control his body to make catches, and, and that's just really impressive. So he's not just some like freak athlete that doesn't really know how to do anything else. He he has those football skills as well, which makes him even more dangerous. Because there's a lot of you know raw, just physically gifted guys that haven't quite picked up the game in terms of, like, you know, the fundamentals and, or coming down with the easy catches, but Noah Fant makes those easy catches, and I've seen him make them. Uh, he's a pretty good route runner, too, and, and to add on top of that. I wouldn't say he's, like, the incredible. I, I, I wouldn't say he's, like, running a ton of different routes, but the ones he does run, he excels at it. And I, the one I have seen that is his specialty and one that Iowa uses to, uh, to a perfection is the seam route. He is absolutely unstoppable going through zones vertically uh, on those seam, seam routes. It's like he's just cutting through and guys are trying to catch up and try to get to him and he's already there. And I think guys, I think sometimes defenses underestimate how quick he is. And so he gets there, and then after that, it's like trying to bring him down. Is It's like, forget about it. He's you know, 241 pounds, and he's a load to, to keep keep uh, on the ground. So, yeah, it, it's just I noticed that was his really his big strength there. It was uh, running up, uh, going through the vertical seams. Uh, but I see him, he runs like some good um, out routes and in routes uh, when, when needed, and comes down with those like those nice little like four or five yard catches, but yeah, he's I, I think he's at his most dangerous, hundred percent when he runs up through those zones, through the vertical um, with a seam route and just takes the top off the defense. Um, obviously he's a red zone threat. <laughs> I mean, six five two forty one jumping forty two and a half inches. I mean, you, you get him in the corner of the end zone, it's that's a tough task for anybody trying to go one-on-one with him there. Um, as I wrote this uh, report, he was tied for the NCAA tight ends touchdown leaders. I believe he still does have that, but I will have to double check on that. But I, he's right up there. He He's a touchdown machine. Uh, when you need him to, he will – if you're within the 20s, that's your guy right there, Noah Fant. I mean, you're <laughs> – you shouldn't, you really honestly, if, if I'm like being brutally honest, like why go to anybody else when you have a guy that can be that quick, jump that high, be that physical. 
I, I mean, that, that's the guy you're going to go to in the end zone. And that's the guy you look for when you're trying to score a touchdown that close to the end zone. So, yeah, Noah Fant, God, I mean, I, I could go all day about the positives on him. It, I think everybody is pretty much, you know, well-versed in how how nat, how much of a mismatch he is on some, some defenders. And I, I, I obviously see that carrying over to the next level. I think he's one of those guys I really don't have a lot of worries about um, in the next level. Um, but I do, yeah, but there's still uh, some concerns I saw. So there was actually a specific example uh, last week when they played uh, Penn State. Um, that he, um, there, so they were in the, in the red zone, in red zone, goal line situation, Iowa, and so what happens here is uh, Nate Stanley, uh, the quarterback for Iowa, snaps the ball. And you could see that Fant was probably going to be the target there because Stanley did throw to him. But here's the thing. It ended up in an interception, and this was not Nate Stanley's fault at all. It was actually all on Noah Fant because what would what had happened in that scenario was that when the ball was snapped, Noah Fant, for whatever reason, zoned out or I don't know what happened, lost track of the – didn't hear or didn't hear the snap count or didn't hear Stanley snap it, but he hesitated for for a couple seconds, which was enough to throw that that timing route out off. And then when St- Stanley threw the ball, that the defender was there, not Noah Fant. Um, that was just, I mean, for me, what a total lack of awareness in a in a big time situation there. I mean, that's when you're trying to score a touchdown with a. The big-time program like Penn State, that's a big-time situation, uh, a vital touchdown, and you're just, I don't know what world you're in at that point. That was, it was really weird. Um, I just don't don't know what exactly happened there. I don't want to be too tough on him, yeah, obviously, because you know that it happens to us all. We all kind of zone out sometimes, and even in our regular jobs, and, and we make some really weird mistakes that are uncharacteristic, but... So I'm hoping that was just an uncharacteristic thing for Noah Fant, and it's not a thing that happens to him where it's just he kind of loses track of the situation or just awareness isn't really there. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that was just a bad brain fart and not a trend that is basically my thing there. It, it was something, though. It's really stood out because that's, you know, that's the big – those are the things that lose your football games and on any level, really. It's, it's those little mistakes that – that could really shoot you, shoot you in the foot, and uh, prevent you from winning, winning uh, winnable football games. Um. So the, another thing I saw, and this is not like a knock, too bad of a knock on him, but I haven't seen a, a lot of aggressiveness blocking wise on his film. I I have been told he is pretty good in the run blocking, but I don't think he's anything to write home about in pass protection. Um. If they're if he's not really getting the ball, um, if I I don't know it didn't I didn't really he didn't really stand out to me as a big time blocker, but I guess he he's good enough to get it done, but he's not a guy you're gonna really that's not his bread and butter. I obviously with him I think it's you know he's a matchup problem type of receiver, tight end more than a all around guy, but I don't think he's a 
I don't think he's bad at blocking at all. I mean, there's some tight ends that don't even make an attempt at it. I think he at least makes an attempt. Um, but that's something he's in. I think we can be coached into him and then um, be worked on because he's just so talented. And just one other thing, and like I kind of added on late earlier, I kind of want to see him maybe learn some uh, a few more different uh, routes. You know, kind of have a more of an expanded route tree. Because uh, I, I said, I, like obviously he's an expert expert on those um, those those seam routes. And he's just that's his that's his thing right there. I mean, and it's maximizes his his abilities and what he does. But I think he could do with learning more. And that has been a problem with a lot of any tight ends or receivers coming out of college lately. Is I think a lot of guys are drawn in such simple route trees in college now that when they get to the pro level and they're expected to kind of learn a lot of different looks, they're having a big time adjustment and trying to get separation from guys uh, because of that, because they're just so used to running like one or two routes to simplify it. And it's not so simple in the NFL play calling wise. So I don't know. So hopefully maybe he'll, that'll be a, a thing he also works on too. But that's not um, a thing I'm too concerned about. I think he's he's pretty good at what he does already. So as long as he's a coachable player, I think he is untapped potential. <laughs> I think he's I think he is a hot, incredibly high ceiling as a dangerous dangerous matchup nightmare uh, for any defensive player in the NFL. I think he's going to absolutely go top 15, if not top 20. It's uh, I don't see him falling past that. He's just too much of an athlete to pass up. I uh, really like Noah Fant a lot. Definitely one of my favorite guys I've seen so far. And uh, he's going to he's going to make some noise, I think, in the NFL. Definitely going to be a definitely going to be a problem for many defenses. So, um the next prospect I'm going to cover, and obviously we're going back to the defensive side of the ball, is we're going to be covering Washington's corner, Byron Murphy. Um, wow. Uh, just He's only a redshirt sophomore, too, so he hasn't even had a lot of experience out there. But you could not tell by his, his film and his tape and what he's able to do. First off, he's six foot one seventy five. Like the height, little small uh, frame. That's you know that could be a little bit of an issue, probably tackling wise. But you would think it would be. But this guy can hit. Uh, I, I from what I've seen on on when this guy gets to you, oh my god, he lays it. He lays the lumber down on you. He really lowers his shoulder into you and just brings you down. He loves the tackle. He's physical. I love that about corners that do that. I love corners that are willing to get dirty, willing to get physical. For me, I I can't stand it when there's corners that just they just want to run down the field, cover a guy and don't want to get involved really in the in those plays, the dirty plays like that. This guy is just looking to punish people out there in addition to what he does in coverage. 
I just wanted to bring that up first because I just, I just that really stands out about Byron Murphy. He's just a effort player, man. He he doesn't give up on plays. He doesn't give up on tackling guys. He doesn't take plays off. He's just constantly a force out there. Uh, and you, you could tell. So in, in his coverage, he has great ball skills. He's good at locating balls for interceptions. I, I saw one pick from last year and I'm trying to remember what game it was. It's just escaping me at the moment where he made this interception in the end zone on a, a little bit of an overthrown ball where he toe tapped right on the edge of the end zone at the, to the go going out of the end zone. He was able to come down with it. And it was like, it was like a receiver catching a ball in the end zone, but it wasn't. <laughs> he caught it like a receiver though. And I was just like, Whoa, and sure enough, he did play receiver in high school. So he was a two-way guy in high school. So I think for me, that helps so much the corners that have played both positions because you get a sense for how to track a ball. You get a sense of what a receiver is thinking. You kind of get that sense of knowing the receiver in uh, in it and their tendencies. Uh, because he played both ways and, you know, and he's able to handle the ball really well. There's some corners that just have a really hard time catching the balls and really having those soft hands. And he seems to have the, those pretty soft hands. And um, I like that when he, they play him in zone, which they do a lot. Washington plays a lot of zone. They, uh, he keeps his receivers in front of him. He, you don't often see guys slipping in back of him or finding ways around them. He's able to keep guys in front of him. Give up a little. He gives up um, the cushion a little bit. Um, that that's so. I'm gonna like kind of hit that. One of the that's one of the concerns I have with him though is that when he does keep the guys in front of him, he does keep quite a bit of cushion though at times, and uh, he is a little um, tentative in that he leaves a little room. So you can get some yards underneath on him. But it all depends on the situation as well. That sometimes is, is a win for you. Um, but I don't know. I think he could do a little more in zone and, and be a little more aggressive in zone. Because I don't think he has a problem in man from what I've seen. Uh, I like him, actually like him a lot in, in press coverage, which I was going to get to next. He excels in press. He doesn't bite on many receiver double moves at the line of scrimmage, he's, uh, he doesn't fall for those moves. He doesn't jump too quick. He's patient. He, the thing I like about him is that he, even though he is aggressive of a player, he is patient when it comes to that, to covering and press. And he's, when he's mirror, he's mirror matching his guy and he's, uh, he's not, he's not letting that guy fake him out or, or leave him in the dust. And, and um, when he, even if, or say he does get beat, or say um, a guy is is sleep, slipped out through like a like a slipped out through like a broken from some broken tackles on the other side, he has the recovery speed to catch up with a guy and bring him down. So that's what I like too. Like I said, he doesn't give up on plays. He's able to use that. Amazing that really great speed he has to catch up with the guys and bring them down. It's the play is never over for him. It doesn't stop. So 
I like that a lot. It's a good attitude. And that's the type of player you want on your team. He's also a really smooth mover as well, Byron Murphy. He he doesn't have like the um he's not mechanical in his movements. His hips are move very smoothly. He his back pedal is smooth. He just he looks like a natural out there. He doesn't look like he's moving like like a robot. It's like some guys are very like twitchy and they're not um they're not really they're just not smooth with what they do and he he is and I like also that when he's when he's uh he's always watching the quarterback's eyes he recognizes plays uh, at the line of scrimmage he see he sees when he can see when plays change and he adjusts accordingly he's just he's got really good instincts um he just kind of knows where the ball is going it seems like and uh and, and that allows him to make some big plays, come up with some big defended passes, a pick, you name it. And uh, he's all he, that his instincts allow him to be able to to make some, create some some havoc, create some turnovers, and uh, just be a just be a presence in coverage, or blow up plays in the backfield, or you know, say if they. They have, they're running a screenplay, and you know he's just he's there because he sees he saw where the quarterback was going with it. I the, the, some some of the other concerns, um, though with with that, when you have in, the instincts he does, the ball skills he does, you sometimes want to make plays too much almost. His he does get aggressive at times. Um, at times I see him, he makes some questionable tackle angles. Um, well, you know, he's, he's just not taking the right angles on trying to bring a guy down at times. And, and that, that's, you know, that's a problem with certain, with certain guys that, and that you need to definitely like fix that. Sometimes I think I see a lot of guys that are trying to go for like, you know, kind of pop the ball out sometimes. And, uh, when the the better, sometimes it's better to make the safe play and just wrap a guy up instead of taking that that really wild angle at a guy to maybe hit him really hard or shake the ball loose, which I think he tries to do, you know, in comment and try to make something happen. Which you know, you always want a guy to make something happen, but you also don't want a guy to get burned because of that as well. And, and it's so it's a it's a slippery slope playing in the secondary, man. It's a it's hard it's a hard job. Um. So you know you're obviously gonna always you're always gonna have your plays where you you succeed and you're gonna have your plays where you get burned. But I do think Byron Murphy can tend to ri- to be a little risky out there and maybe want to make those play those big plays a little too much instead of sometimes making the, the just the safe play because he can do that too. But you know I think he wants to use his explosiveness and his aggressiveness and make something happen. So you can't fault the guy for that, but you also can say, Hey, you got to rein it back a little bit because you also don't want to get a guy to get penalized either on big hits or you hit a guy wrong, you know, cause it's, it's hard in the NFL. Now they're throwing flags a lot more on aggressive plays like that. You know, you, you hit a guy a certain way, you know, they might throw a flag. So, and, you know, that's something he might, I could see him definitely, Running into that a few times as he is, he is very, very hard nosed. Um, I brought up the 
how he plays soft in zone coverage before. Uh, but also, another thing I noticed with him is that sometimes when he locating the ball, he does a good job tracking the ball when it's like it when when it's coming, the ball is coming over him and he sees it. But sometimes turning his head at the line of scrimmage and when the ball comes out, you can see he has a hard time at turning his head and and seeing where the ball is there. And that, that could be something that I think will trouble him a bit because you need to obviously be able to, to look in, look back for the ball. And I I think that that's going to be a crux for him at times because it's hard to really adapt and, and, uh, I just think that when he doesn't, uh, do that, that's going to give him problems when he is going up for, for like jump balls with guys, because I think guys are going to be able to beat him on those jump balls because he is a little smaller. He's not like, his six feet is pretty good. But he is a small, smaller frame, and I think bigger receivers will um, take advantage of the fact that he is di- having is having difficulties turning his head to uh, look back for the football. I, as, like I said before, he is pretty good. Like when the ball is in the air and he sees it, he's able to see it. But if if he has to turn his head back for it, he, that's when he starts having some problems. So yeah, I think that's definitely a, a little bit of a concern for Byron Murphy. Uh, I think he's going to have to work on that. Then I th- I think, you know, you could make a case that you know, maybe his small frame, you know, would maybe relegate him to the slot, but I actually don't think so. I I see, my example I see, you know, with Denzel Ward at the Browns, he's not the biggest guy in the world himself, but man, he's physical like Byron Murphy is. He's quick. He's able to keep up with receivers on the outside. He's, he's able, you know, like I said, he's physical. He, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't give up on plays either. And I, so I think, I think absolutely, um, Byron Murphy could play outside on the next level. I, I really don't see how that, that him being like only able to be a nickel corner, maybe at first, uh, depending where he ends up, maybe he'll start off in, in the slot, but I think he can absolutely play outside. And I, I with uh, no no really, I'm not saying he's gonna be perfect right away, but I think he could definitely do with putting on some pounds. I don't think it'll hurt his speed too much even if he adds another 15 pounds to his frame. I I really don't think it would. I think it, and I think it would do him a lot of favors as well. And, and I think if anything, that'll probably help his hitting power even more, if it, which is already really good. And just when he closes it on guys, it's going to jar balls loose even more. So, yeah, I think Byron Murphy is just uh, – he's a really good prospect that I, I did like it. Like I said, I like how he, he can play man and zone pre- both pretty well. I think, like I said before, his aggressiveness sometimes will get the best of him because he's trying to make the – bait the quarterback into throws in zone. And then sometimes he'll let those, those underneath – completions happen because of that trying to make the big play 
and like I said, the tur- the ball, the, the turning the head problem is, is prevalent there as well. But then, like I said, you just get all the effort plays with him. You get the the big plays. He is able to close in on guys uh, when on like those little those short completions and just either knock the ball loose or tackle them for only like a, a few yards gain because he closes in so quick with his with his recovery speed. And uh, there's a lot to like with Byron Murphy. I think so far from what I've seen, I think he's my favorite corner in this draft class, to be fair, I, I have seen some other guys. Like I saw a little bit of Baker, uh, DeAndre Baker from Georgia the other day. I saw some of Greedy Williams and he didn't have a too great of a game against Bama. And I, I just, I wasn't as impressed as other people have been with him, but that's one game and that's not fair to judge him on Baker. Uh, that game was weird because Kentucky was kind of running the ball a lot. So he didn't really get a lot of uh, run in that game. It, in a lot of like, he wasn't. They didn't really test him. I think that's a testament to him, DeAndre Baker, <laughs> if anything, because I, I think they were really afraid to throw in his direction. I know Kentucky. That's not Kentucky strength or anything. Throwing the ball isn't really their bread and butter by any means. But still, you could tell that they were kind. They weren't really going his direction if they did throw the ball. So. That's a good sign for him. You know, they, they were almost just avoiding his side of the field, it seemed like. so. But, yeah, anyway, though, from what I've seen, I've yeah, Byron Murphy's really good. Uh, he's a really, really good prospect. I think he's going to definitely go in the first round. I, I really couldn't see him slipping out past the first. But I think he'll probably – I feel like he will go later, maybe in the – well, as of now, I think he might go later, but I think if he, they, he has a really good combine, I feel like he's going to make a lot more noise for himself, and I think he might be a fast riser on draft boards. So watch out for that. I think Byron Murphy's stock could be rising in, in the future as, as the word gets out more a little bit more about him. Because you know, obviously right now it's the big word has been bake, uh, on you know Baker and Greedy Williams and such, so... Yeah, I, I think Murphy might be my, my number one corner right now as it stands, but there's a long way to go and a lot of other guys to evaluate, so we'll see. Um, that's going to do it for the show today. Um, I was a, I thought it was an interesting couple of prospects we had. You know, fan, fans are really, really just a NFL. That, that For me, he just you look at him and you go, that's an NFL player. That's a guy that... I could see on Sundays making things happen, being a, a key cog in an offense that causes matchup problems and opens it up for other guys. Uh, because sometimes you're gonna you're, you're, you might have to like put you you know you don't know who to put on him really a linebacker or a corner and it's he's just gonna cause problems with his all his freak freakish athletic ability his ability to catch the ball really well. And, and then, you know, Byron Murphy just, like I said, I've said all I can say about him, but just the, I really like how his aggressiveness. I really like his physicality. And I just, I really, really feel he's going to be a really, really good corner in, in the NFL. I think his positives 100% outweigh his flaws. 
and I think I think that's gonna give him a quite a quite a nice career in the NFL. So, but thank you all for listening once again. So you can follow uh, our the podcast. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes at uh, you know where you can search prospect profile on iTunes, or you can go to prospectprofile.podbean.com as well to follow the feed there. Uh, we also are on Twitter at prospect p r o f prospect prof on Twitter, and we also now as of today as of uh, last week now have Facebook and Instagram. Search up prospect profile on Facebook. Um, search up prospect profile on Instagram, and you will find us. So increasing the social media presence a little bit. So. Hopefully we get more of you guys, more some more fans, and some more listeners in, in the near future. Uh, this is Lawrence signing off, and uh, looking forward to doing episode six next week. And if you guys have any suggestions on who to cover, please feel free. I'm always open to, to suggestions, feedback, whatnot. I'm always looking for more, you know, more ideas, or or even guests to come on. So let me know on Twitter, uh, on the Prospect Profile Twitter, or on Facebook, or Instagram, or whatever. Thank you all again for listening. Have a good good evening.